Here we go, John. Do you think it's sad that I have to use my iPhone to play the music? A little bit. I think it makes it unique. It does, but it's a little bit sad. You love this song, though, now? I love it when you dance like that. I Get mean, it. it's so Get fucking it. good. Doesn't it make you excited for baseball season? Oh. Doesn't oh, I always put that on Fox before all the games, or like playoff games. I think they played it during a World Series a couple years ago. It makes me do this. My favorite movie got. And then you have to go. Now, people who aren't watching live don't know that I just fist pumped. <laughs> but they do know that I just played a song off my iPhone. You're a good dancer. Hello, welcome everybody to Off the Rails with Josh and Sarah, but without Josh this no. evening. Uh, John Ryan. Yeah, thanks for having me. Here's I'm, I'm just like Josh, like I'm just a little bit bigger and less high. Yes, that's exactly a very good yeah. description. Uh, John is the punter for the Seattle Seahawks, uh, and also my fiance, and also friend of the show. You might have heard him last week. Josh is taping, uh, taping. What is this? The fucking forties. Josh is filming. <laughs> Does that make me sound more intelligent? Mm, yeah. No. Wow. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, Josh is doing promos for his talk show uh, on CMT right now in Nashville, so he couldn't be here this evening. So we asked John to sit in because John was here last week as a guest, and there was a lot of it was great. It was awesome. People seemed to really respond to you. How does that make you feel inside? Um, I'm honored that your listeners like me. How does it really make you feel? A little sad. <laughs> no, no, it, may, it makes you happy. You are yeah, honored. No, for sure. Yeah, yeah, but I didn't want no, you to I'd, say I'd, it so I'd, formally. I'd, no, I had so much fun last week. So yeah. I'm happy that you had me back, but I'm kind of nervous. I've never hosted anything. Well, you're not hosting it. I am. Oh. Yeah. Oh, you're I gonna... just said co-host to make you feel, you know, less intimidated. Yeah. You have so much hair on your boobs right now. Well, on my shirt, by the way. Oh, yeah, that are not everyone's later. watching. Yeah, not everyone's watching. So on my shirt. Oh. My hair falls out constantly. There's nothing we can do about it. You have, you worry about your hair falling out. Yeah. I, mine just falls out on a regular basis. And I, but it's not affecting anything because I have a have wonderful a mane. My hair is falling out. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think it looks nice. Thank you. You seem depressed tonight, John. What's wrong? <laughs> <laughs> uh, John and I were just in Toledo for the weekend, Toledo, yeah. Ohio. In case anyone's wondering what it's like to, you know, be a uh, world traveler, it's fucking terrible to lead. I had so much fun at the it's the Funny Bone Comedy Club in Paris. They were, I was there for all the all the shows. It was a really fun crowd. Really all fun crowd. crowd. All except for the Friday Night Late uh, Show, which well, traditionally I would like everyone to know. I'm sure you've heard Josh and I say this before, and many of you listen to many podcasts, especially at All Things Comedy, where you know there are awesome comedians doing podcasts, and I'm sure you've heard them mention. The, the second fucking show on Friday night is the worst. People are, t I don't know what, I guess people just don't, they don't eat, they get off work, they go to happy hour, and then they're just out until yeah. 10, and then the show doesn't start till 10.30, and then they're just a fucking nightmare. No, but you were really annoyed after that show, but you, like all the other shows killed it. I there quit, was, yeah, was... I quit uh, my entire tour after that show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, in, I said in my room that I was quitting it. Several and, times. Yeah, loudly. Yeah. And then the next, and then the next day was fine. Then you're fine, yeah. Well, yeah, because then the both well, the other then shows you have, were awesome. like completely sold out. I feel like, like you should just standing room only. I feel like you should just, people just cancel Friday late shows. I feel like if you can't behave like an adult, don't get drunk and talk and go to a comedy club. 
Well, now you're just talking about people in general, and no, we can't no. we can't change the world, John. Not tonight. We can one podcast at a time. <laughs> um, but there was the there was a woman in her had to be in her seventies. Yes. Who talked through? By the, the way, just so you show. guys know, I really have a broad audience. I I didn't mean broad as in she's abroad, but I have a broad <laughs> audience. And the fact that I have people that are seventy come out to my shows, I think she just stumbled in there on accident. But I'll take it. But she, I talked, think she thought she was at the she, ER. <laughs> it's like it was the first time out of the house in a year. Yeah, she talked the entire time. And you even even after telling after you telling her to put a dick in her mouth because she can't, won't be able to talk, <laughs> which is why I love you. She kept on talking. And Do you then, love me because I can't talk with a dick in my mouth? What? Yeah. I feel like that's um, what you're saying. No. But then even like after the show, after she talked through the entire show, she's like, oh, I'm sorry I talked through the entire show. It's like, no, you're not. Or you would have shut the fuck up an hour ago. Yeah. But that's, it's every, it's every time you guys, it's, the struggle is real. Yeah. Um, but we were in Toledo and it was, uh, it was very cold. Yeah. And it's interesting on a trip like that because I have to go in on Wednesday night because there's press on Thursday morning, and then I don't leave until Monday, because I have show- So you're there for a fucking week. I know that's not quite a week. Don't correct me on Twitter. I know. But it's long enough. And what I feel like was interesting is, like, I travel with... I've gone to your games, but I go to your games in Seattle. And it's so much more glamorous, what you do. <laughs> but you've come to my road games, too. Yeah. But it, but you won't, you're you there. You have to leave right after. You're not yeah. there for five days. No, it's a different stuck lifestyle. Stuck eating at a bar Louie every night. Yeah, which no, by like, the way has delicious, del- <laughs> delicious cheese tots. Yeah, at the time. Yeah. I'm eating them, but no, it's it's totally different lifestyle on the road than what we do in football. Yeah. You know, when we go, it's very like scheduled out for us. You know, we we land there, we have meetings, we might have like an hour free for dinner, but it's very like regimented. They they have you can't even get on our floor. Like when you come out, give you a whole, get your hotel room like above us or yeah, yeah, you can't even get. I'm not even allowed in the room. In fact, in fact, one time I just tried to go in during the Super Bowl. I tried to go in John's room with him just to get his jacket and leave, and they were like, you have to wait outside, not even of the room, but of the entire we're building that you were in. A, grown adults. Yeah, like they thought. I don't know what they thought I was gonna hide under your bed like a fucking ninja and just <laughs> and then keep you up all night just fucking you like crazy or whatever. I mean, that's probably what I would have done, right? What's up? <laughs> um, but I feel like, yeah, but it obviously yours is it, it's a different experience. So I was wondering, this is the first time, because you've been to New York with me, like Dallas, Dallas with me. Phoenix. Yeah, I mean, Phoenix. I've been to Fiverr. Yeah, but now so. you had to go to Toledo. Yeah, and the, it is so much different because, like, you know, as I said, we, like, we're all scheduled out. We have a curfew, we have everything. And then you guys are, you're just, you're kind of there by yourself. Oh, kind of. You know, no, I'm there by myself. You're, you're totally there by yourself. And then you don't really have anything to do until eight o'clock at night. Yeah. And then you're getting back to your room at one or two. And then, I mean, when we were there, we were just trying to like, our goal was just to like, get out of the room before the maids called it a day at three o'clock in the mm. afternoon. Which, by the way, uh, we didn't manage to do yesterday. Oh, no. And this felt a little bit dirty to me, I will say, because so we we were in our room uh, with daylight savings time and the East Coast time change. We were both because both of us are pretty early risers, so it was like all of a sudden it would be like noon, and we yeah. would just be getting up and around. Yeah. But and yesterday or the day before yesterday, whatever it was, what's today? Oh. Monday. Um, the, yeah, uh, Sunday. Yeah. Whatever. So that day, um, they we uh, we didn't leave the room, and then we discussed going to the gym, and then we decided between us that if we had sex twice, that would be like going to the gym. Yeah. So, which it is, by the way, when you're fucking yeah. a football player. And uh, <laughs> what ended up happening <laughs> was 
um, the the maid, and I know people have had the maid walking on them or whatever, but I've never had that happen before, no. and I don't believe she knocked. All she, we, I don't think she knocked. No, no, all we heard was uh, the door open and a very very. She's a quick thinker. She yeah. just very politely said, "She said sorry to disturb you." I think that's just what she said when she looked directly at my butthole. Yeah, I she definitely looked at think... it. She froze, and then she's like, "Whoa, I'm sorry to disturb you." Which that is was like the, the automatic thing she says when she sees the butthole. Which is that's the same thing I would say if I accidentally saw your butthole. By the way, I would be so traumatized. Yeah. I'd be like, "Sorry to disturb you," and then I just like turn into oh, a that robot. Lady, she'll never look at a butthole the same again. No, because now she saw a redheaded one. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say such a, a beautiful butt, but no, no. Oh, that's what I meant. Yeah. Um, that, no, that's what I meant. Yeah. But it was very, it was, I was like, and then I was really embarrassed. And then I felt dirty because I felt like, oh, it's like n- it's noon and it's very bright in our room. Yeah. And we're at Hilton Garden Inn, which is the nicest hotel in Toledo. And, you know, not to knock it, but whatever. It was nice. And the, it's bright and the shades are open. And, and now I'm like, oh, I, now I feel like a meth head, even though I haven't yeah. ever done meth. But I feel like I'm doing something wrong. But really, you're my fiance and I should be able to have sex with you. At noon, but she made me feel bad about it. Yeah, I think they were kind of because that was like the second or third day they had to like come in like at three or after, <laughs> like the after hour guys have to come and clean our room. And they're probably like, these freaking tweakers are, you know, they're doing math and they're up all night. And yeah, I really was just doing comedy and drinking yeah. Red Bull. Yeah. Yeah. To do that. But but did yeah. you enjoy Toledo other than that? I did. Oh, we had a nice meal at, sorry, I just cut you off, but uh, it's my podcast. Uh, we had a meal at Bruce Gredkowski's restaurant, which I would like to give a plug to in Toledo. It was really awesome. He plays for the Steelers. He's the backup, backup quarterback. quarterback. Yeah. Um, he's, he's been around for a while, like 10 been years. Around, yeah, he's played for a long time. He and John have both had long careers, so they... Uh, had a lot of people in common. He brought his wife. Couldn't be like a nicer guy, family guy. Nice to see that in an athlete. Has an awesome restaurant. And um, so go to that. It's called Social. Yep. In Because uh, I know we have a ton of listeners in Perrysburg, Ohio. So I know that that's actually our big market. It was definitely the highlight of our uh, eating. Oh, we were like, we got out. We were like, oh, my God, this is like a regular restaurant with regular food. Yeah. I do like the fact that they put cheese on salads. Midwest. In the Midwest, yeah. yeah. I mean, they did that in Arkansas, too. Like, when I worked at Kirby's... Have I ever told you about Kirby's Grill and Bakery? No. Oh, yeah. That's where I used to work in college. Kirby's Grill and Bakery. Yeah, it was like... I was really... I was really putting my time in. And um, we had cheese and bacon on our salad. On your salad. Yeah, because that's how you make a fucking salad. First time I got to L.A. and I got a spring salad bullshit thing. Yeah, you're getting, like, lettuce and... Oh, and that's it. A side of vinaigrette. That's not a fucking salad. That's a, a bunch of lettuce. That's how I like them. I got upset. Oh, that. I'm sorry. Sorry that you like it better. Whatever. Um, and then wait, what else? And what else we're we gonna talk about about that girl? Trip? Girl Scout cookies. Oh, fuck. Okay, so I on Facebook posted about um and Twitter, by the way, and I will say Twitter people, Twitter people, Twitter people have a better sense of humor. On Facebook and Twitter, I posted that, uh, and I believe, I, I'm trying to remember it exactly, but I said when I was a Girl Scout, which I was a Girl Scout, by the way. I know nobody believes that, but I fucking was, and I sold the shit out of cookies. Um, I said that when I was a Girl Scout, we used to have to go door to door, not have our parents sell the cookies on Facebook, you lazy little shits. That was, that was <laughs> it's my... A great, it's a great tweet. It was, I mean, I felt, I didn't even, I didn't even consider that it would piss anyone off, I did, ever. And it didn't on Twitter. Everyone just retweeted it and thought it was funny and fav- whatever. Got actually a bunch of them. 
And then on Facebook, it was what I learned by this was it was shared by a bunch of people like they think it was a funny post. And then people who apparently sell Girl Scout cookies for their daughters on Facebook <laughs> took offense to it and then came to tell me I was a bully. Yeah. And how could I call uh, children lazy little shits, which if you've never called a child a lazy little shit, you've never met a child. I mean, there's like there's kids are fucking lazy now. And I and and my favorite thing was mainly I've just never had that much response to anything on Facebook or had so many people I never usually get people angry at me so it was kind of weird and um this was like people were saying I was a bully and then they were saying like you want kids to go door to door by themselves with all the fucking perverts that are out there no I never said anywhere in my in the text of what I wrote did I say hey send them out by themselves and hope they come back you know I was yeah. my mom went with me and by the way when she did go with me I sold a bunch of cookies and I got a badge that said super door knocker <laughs> which now in retrospect is weird to have a badge that said anything about my knockers on a badge that goes over my boobs you do have super knockers I do thank yeah. you you're welcome um, but I thought it was really fucking and I became kind of obsessed with it I call it Girl Scout cookie gate um for the people that followed it, all 30,000 people on Facebook or whatever, making it like a big deal. But I, I can't believe the response that I got. Like, what did you, th I mean, what was your take on it? You just thought it was funny. I thought it was hilarious. Like, when you wrote the tweet and you showed it, I thought it was a great tweet. But I think that people on Facebook didn't get forwarded around and they get to kind of fall into people's screens that don't necessarily follow you or have anything to do with you. And there's like, Who's this crazy bitch talking about my kids? You know, and where yeah. it's like, no, you don't even realize that she's a comedian and she's making a joke, and you're just like taking it for face value. And which was actually my favorite thing that I learned in it is that because I don't usually argue with people, yeah. but on Facebook you can kind of because you can just sort of go back and forth a little. Twitter, it's like I don't know, but I I was so enraged or so I wasn't even mad. I just was annoyed, and I also thought it was funny how mad people were. So I began to respond to people that were like, you want to send my kid out into se sexual prostitution? And I was like, no. I just said that she, you should go with her and sell fucking cookies. And we have a caller. Oh, let's pick it up. Um, hello, what's your name? Who? Where are you calling from? You're on with jo John and Sarah. Hey, Jeff. Oh, hey, Jeffrey. I, I only have a minute because I'm on break. Um, hey, John. So hey, I, hey. I don't know what you guys look like right now. So uh, um, can we just? I have to do it with my eyes closed because I'm overstimulated. But it just came out of a Clearly. 45 minute meditation. <laughs> Jeffrey, I I would like to say that this is how you sound after you meditate. Sorry. This is how you sound after you meditate. Yeah. I don't like think it's working. No. Yeah, I feel like you need to keep <laughs> meditating. Better, better go back in the meditation oven for a little bit longer. Yeah, um, yeah, no, how are you? What's going on, Jeffrey? How are you? Do you smoke while you meditate, um, yeah. Jeffrey? Um, what? Sorry. Do you smoke while you meditate? Because I know that you run and smoke, and so I'm just curious if you also meditate and smoke. No, I do not. Okay. Um, what were, what uh, have you been talking about? Uh, we've so far we've just been talking about our, our trip to Toledo and then my um, my uh, angry moms that came after me after I posted saying that Girl Scouts were lazy for not knocking on doors anymore. No, that's, uh, you were totally right there, though, Sarah. Eh? Like people were just too friggin' lazy. Yes, I. Like, I mean, not you're not. You're ramped. You should, if if every Girl Scout had your energy, we'd fucking. 
They'd be knocking on every door in America every minute. <laughs> Um, oh, you said something about your mom. Uh, what was I Can you talk Southern for me? Uh, I like when you talk, get all talking. Sorry, I have to focus. You know that my I fiance, like Jeffrey, my yeah. fiance is here. You can't ask me to talk dirty to you right now. It's just no. weird. It's just awkward. <laughs> What's awkward? <laughs> this entire conversation. But me, you asking me to talk Southern and dirty to you when John's sitting here, yeah. he doesn't approve. No, I didn't say dirty. I said I like when you talk southern. Oh, okay. Like, oh no! Oh, oh no! I wouldn't do that. That's weird. <laughs> okay, well, no, let's not weird. say it's that gross. I mean, come on, like that's not very polite. No, I like my favorite things to do are obviously Angela Bassett, and my goal is to get her on that podcast. I mean, if you could. Just, if you could do it, that would be great. I mean, obviously, if you can get Angela Bassett to come on this podcast, I would be very grateful. I don't, I don't know that you can, but I believe in you. If you meditate um, on it long enough. <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't understand the meditation. Um, there's something to do with picture your heart and something, and I lost focus. Yeah, so, uh, I, I <laughs> I've lost focus that's, on this phone call as well. That's my no. That's my favorite thing about you, Jeffrey, is that you lose focus during meditation, <laughs> which is when you're supposed to be focused. But I would too. Like I make fun of you, but I would too. That's why I don't meditate because I don't. I I'm so. I would never be able to do it. But the fact that you can with clearly uh, ADD or whatever it is that you have happening, um, and a ton of energy, the fact that you can meditate gives us all hope. Really, this is an inspirational phone call. Aw, you're so nice tonight. Oh, I mean, you're nice every night. But, John, I, yeah. I had a bunch of questions for you. Yeah, um, fire. Oh, sh- um, fire away. Um, oh, oh, did, did you, I forget, did he tell the story of how he proposed? The story of how John proposed? I did tell it um, before. So, I mean, I can tell, I told yeah. it before a little while ago. I could give, like, a quick rundown of it. He made a scrapbook for us. Uh, and it had like a picture of us on the front. It said the story of us. And then when you flip through the scrapbook, it had like different photos and like text printed out and all these things that seemed very homosexual of him to make, but uh, <laughs> but was like the sweetest thing I've ever seen in my life. So I still have that. I do joke about it in my stand-up that I think he made it because I'm older than him and he thinks I'm going to get dementia one day and he wants something for me to like flip through. <laughs> For. Thanks, Jeffrey. Thanks. Is that a good one? <laughs> so that's. No, I, I, I approve of that one. That yeah. one's good, John. Yeah, Do you have another so. question for John? Um, John. Uh, oh, I didn't. Uh, sorry, I have to focus. Last week, uh, when I was watching after, um, John, you have a couple zingers, and you're pretty funny, eh? Yeah, I, mean, I think so. Sarah thinks so. so I mean. <laughs> no, he is. It's really interesting, actually, because a, a couple of my friends that listen, my, one of my best friends, Sarah Tilly. Hey, I just said your name, girl. Um, she she'll love that. She was uh, she she wrote me and she's like, holy shit, John's like really funny. She's met you, but hasn't had time to like sit down and have like yeah. those kind of conversations yeah. with you. So I think it's fun for you too to get to be able to do yourself be like be, it's not like you can be funny in football and then when you try to be funny on twitter and football yeah. people say you're spoiled people yeah people explode but yeah. no i think i think since we've met i've become I like i've kind of shown my personality to the public more so you like so you're giving me credit yeah that's so smart yeah but like, no, yeah, do, do, do you have a dry wit john 
A little bit, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he's Canadian, so I think he's, you know, grew up kind of miserable. And <laughs> that. <laughs> I mean, this coming, this coming was someone um, who grew up in Arkansas. I know, no, so, Arkansas I mean, is like the Canada of, I don't know, the United States, I guess. <laughs> I don't know how to finish that sentence. But you do, no, you have a very good sense of humor, and actually Canadians are known to be very nice. So you have that, and then you have like a dry sense of humor that I don't think people expect. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, John, last week when I was looking at you um, in a very perverted way, um, anytime you were talking or whatever, when Sarah looks at you with such fucking in her eyes, like it was like if I had any feelings or emotions, I'd probably cry. But it was just so, yeah, it's like. What am I trying to say? Anytime you were speaking or anything, she just looked at you with such love in her eyes. It was kind of cool. Yeah, we kind of like each other. Oh, that's nice to hear because everyone I've dated in the past, and when I look at them, it's usually not with love. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. But my my break's over. I I gotta go back. Please do. Please do go back to meditating. You sound like you could use it. Thank you, Jeffrey. Thanks, Jeff. I love you guys. (laughs) Bye. Um, Okay, bye. <laughs> Aaron is here. For, I mean, isn't he so funny? He's like yeah. so wound up, but he's so nice, but he's out of his mind, and is, I love is it. Medi- is meditation code for like doing coke? That was his meditation <laughs> break. I know. That would be like most people on an eight ball, and I think that <laughs> yeah. is, I think that le- legitimately is him calm down. Um, something I want to talk about that I would like callers to call in for, and, and we'll talk about it for a couple minutes and then have callers call in, is um, the SAE Sigma, Sigma Alpha Epsilon, Epsilon? I don't know what it is. Whatever. SAE yeah. at, at Oklahoma University. Yeah. Um, the fraternity that, if you don't know about it, Google it. It's all over the place. But um, they had a, there was a video of them this past weekend singing an incredibly racist chant on a bus on the way to an event. And the chant was um, involved the N-word. And uh, and it was actually even worse than that. It was basically saying there will never be a N-word at SAE. Uh, You can hang him from a tree, but he won't sign with me. This is, I think that's what they said. If not, it's very close. What is disgusting is... It's the worst you could say. there were a few things about it. Now, Oklahoma University acted very, very swiftly, yeah. and I was impressed with that. Yeah, good on them. Of course, they had to, um, but they did act swiftly, and they have closed the entire fraternity, and the president of the university said they will not be uh, back at this school as long as I'm president. And I think it would it will be very difficult for them to try to open that chapter back up. Um, but we have a caller. Yes. Uh, hello. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hello? Hi there. Hey, who is this? Hi. Hello. This is uh, Lee Stevenson from Canada. Hey, Lee, how are you? I'm very well. How are you doing? Very, very good. Very nice good. to hear from you. You're on with Sarah and John Ryan, who is co-hosting with me tonight because Josh is, uh, has passed away. Tragic death. <laughs> so nice to talk to you too, John. <laughs> really great. Yeah, This is a fellow really, Canadian. Really yeah. What's going on uh, tonight? Jo- Oh, what's going on? Well, John, I wanted to say, uh, like, not to sound like a total pretentious douchebag, but what do you bench? Because those are some arms. <laughs> I, I couldn't even tell you. The older I get, the the less I, like, put up the big weights and just, 
I don't know. Just like I'm. Gonna I hurt. don't think that's true. I don't mean it, but I've seen because I've seen you at the gym, and I walk in, and then I just turn around and walk out because I'm like, I don't even know. That's a large. Like you love large weights. I will say, like yeah, it's hair scares I, me I, a little. In my prime, I could bench just around 400 pounds, but I don't think I could do that anymore. I don't know. That sounds like holy a lot. shit. I know he has very, very big arms. I could do like a number two pencil. <laughs> it's a start. Everyone's got to start somewhere. <laughs> yeah, you always got to start somewhere. I wanted to. Uh, I wanted to definitely call today. Uh, even though I love Josh, definitely love Josh. I wanted to call today and make sure that I said, John. Uh, I believe it was when you were playing against Green Bay Packers with that play where you didn't kick it and you passed it. I the touchdown it. pass. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Fucking right. We all stood up. I'm Canadian, right? So we're yeah. like, fucking right. Look at that uh, shit. Thank yeah, you. That was great. I appreciate that. That was definitely yeah. one of the coolest things that yeah. I've gotten to experience from this end of, as being your your fiance and your girlfriend, whatever. It was like the coolest thing to get to watch. Your face afterwards was my favorite because I yeah. kept cutting to you and you just look so fucking happy. Yeah, I mean, that was like right. a for like for a guy playing in my position, that's like a once in a lifetime, once in a career type thing, and it happened in such a big yeah. game and a big moment that it was just, I don't know, I felt like it was just cool. Yeah. It was really cool. Oh, that was so awesome. And I'm sure, Sarah, you were really happy for him and also happy that you get penetrated by him on a regular basis. It didn't bother me uh, <laughs> to, to think about that. When I watched him afterwards, I was like, yeah. <laughs> Your listeners are fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we do. Very, I, we, have the best, we have the best listeners, for sure. Le- um, I, was, I was watching uh, lo- excuse me, live, and then I, uh, I had to go out and... Too bad Josh isn't there. I had to go out and have a little toke. But uh, <laughs> I, you are uh, I did cut. Like I know. You, I think you guys were talking to Jeffrey, so probably your heads are in a bit of a spin. Yeah, Jeffrey but, had uh, called us when he was <laughs> meditating, which means he was more amped up than anybody in the world oh, has ever been. Oh, but Jesus we Christ. we did just start to talk about the um, Oklahoma University and the um, the fraternity that got shut down because of their racist video. Did you see that? No. No. Okay. I was curious. People. Uh, opinion- we don't get the news in Canada until like next week sometime. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what was yeah. it you told me that made me laugh so hard about the, like growing up in Canada? Girl, where we grew up, we had, I think we had three Canadian <laughs> channels, but then we had three American channels yep. that they carried mm-hmm. the D- Detroit feed. So mm-hmm. we would get like all the, all the American channels at the time or all Amer- the, the, uh, the shows, news. but then we'd also get all their newscasts. So we grew up like in in Saskatchewan, which is like Pleasantville, where it's like news. If there's a cat in a tree, and then we watch the Detroit news every night, and just like holy shit, these Americans are fucking crazy. <laughs> you know, there's like shootings. We're like, I am not going to the U.S. ever because that just you just go there and you get carjacked and killed. Like all he thought ever happened was whatever he saw happen in Detroit. Yeah. So. Pretty much. Like I I kind of I kind of sometimes laugh at. Uh, some of uh, Sarah's Instagrams when, when, like, you were talking about, like, how cold it was, or I guess, like, in Toledo or something. And I'm mm. like, Jesus Christ, it was a bombing negative 22 degrees Celsius here today. Good God. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, that's, but that's why I don't fucking live there. Okay, Lee? That's why I live in Los Angeles, where it's 85 degrees every day of the year, and it's wonderful. So when I go to Toledo, I go into complete shock. Yeah. I've gotten soft, too. I'm not, I'm, I was like, this is. Terrible. Yeah, it was too I, much. I, I uh, definitely didn't want you, you guys to, like to get off of uh, any of that serious stuff you were talking about. But one time, uh, yeah, 
I have to apologize. I was I was listening to old podcasts, and at one point you guys were talking about like ghost experiences. Eh, you uh, won't remember, but no, I you were I, talking about. When I was it was it when I talking about because I had actually I'm glad you bring this up because someone wrote yeah. me after this and told me what I have. Were you talking about when because when I was talking about when I sleep and then I wake up and I think yeah. something's holding me down but I'm not out of my mm-hmm. sleep yet. Yeah, and I used to think yeah. that was um, a uh, like I was I used, when I was in college in Fayetteville, Arkansas, where everyone was high all the time. I used to think that was me trying to have an out of body experience, but it ta- turns out it's just called like sleep. Someone tweeted it to me and told me what it was, and now I can't remember. It's like sleep. Terra Fenilia. It's not it. But something awful where you like start to panic in your sleep and you can't wake yourself up. And then, and I used to think it was like a ghost thing, but it's not. It's just a sleep disorder that I apparently have. I've definitely had that. I've definitely had that. But I had a certain experience and like I took a, I took a, (laughs) it's actually an embarrassing picture. Do you guys know who an actor named Ian Summerholder is? Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> he's on that show, The Vampire Diaries. He's yeah. major in it, not so much anymore. Uh, grew up, grew past that. And I'm so <laughs> curious where this is going. Like, did you take a picture with Ian Summerhold? Did he hold her down in her seat? Like, what's happening? Okay, keep going. <laughs> I wish. Fuck me. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I took a selfie, like a really embarrassing selfie, because I actually got a uh, signed poster from him that I went on Twitter just randomly won that on Twitter and there's a ghost behind me and I would love to send that to you guys and just see if you could see what I see yeah well send it yeah send 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 it to me yeah send it to me what is it that's I mean because a lot of people say like there's an orb or something and they say that's a ghost right but it's just like a fucking reflection yeah usually it could be a reflection but it looks like a dude's face behind me oh that's weird and it's not just the poster <laughs> it's not just Ian well, How, how high were you when you took this picture? <laughs> it's not just a shot of the poster. I would have been like, "This fades my bedroom." No. <laughs> yeah, we'll send it to us, and we'll also probably cool. maybe maybe we'll put that up on um uh in case cool. Justin from Quincy is li- listening. Um, maybe oh, we'll Justin, put that yes, up. Yeah. yeah, maybe we'll put that up on um JWSC mm-hmm. off the rails and try to get some some votes on what we think that is. Whether or not Very you were nice. being molested by yeah. a poster or a, a ghost. I'm just going to slip it in here because I love That's what she said. That's what she said. Oh, oh. Gotcha. But, but, oh, no, hear me out. Hear That's me not out. what he would say. Oh, no, I, he uh, said, I yeah, he would say. I have your um, book, uh, the last book, um, Life As I Blow It. Yes. And I'm pre-ordering uh, Where's My Pants. And it would be awesome because I don't think I'm ever going to actually get to meet you. Since I'm in Canada, but don't it'd be, be so really negative. cool if where, I could get where, your autograph. Where are you in Canada? That... Pardon? Where whereabouts are you in Canada? About <laughs> about southwestern Ontario. I'm about three hours north of Toronto. Well, let's say, uh, yeah, email me through my website and I'll give you an address to send the books and I would love to sign them oh, okay. and send them back to you oh, for sure. Okay. And then hopefully oh, down the road we'll meet. Um, okay, we are gonna let you go, Lee. Thank you so much yeah. for calling in. Thanks for call- Thanks for talking to me, guys. Yes. Nice to I talk feel- to you, John. Yeah, for you first too. Time. Thank you for calling. <laughs> Bye. I feel like it'd be a good time to talk about the book now. Okay, but I want to get to that that SAE thing. But yeah, okay, we'll talk about that really quickly okay. because I do feel like I always wait till the end. And I do my new book, which I I don't want to turn into like promotion time. I'll but promote I do- it then. Okay. Your new book, has anyone seen my pants? <laughs> Available on Amazon.com. 
comes out March 31st, but it'd be great if you go and pre-order it now and do it right away. And I read your first book right when we, I think we just met. Yeah, which is a hard, it's an interesting thing to have someone that you're just starting to date read a book where you're very honest about like your past. But yeah, you then I knew exactly what I was getting into. And <laughs> that's true. My pants. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, I've also I've read this book that's coming out, and your first book was incredible, and this new one is even better. I feel yeah. like the first one. Uh, thank you. I feel like the first one was um, good. I'm very proud of it. It was number five on the bestseller list. A lot of people had great responses to it, um, and they. F- the main thing that I loved was that people were like, "Oh, you didn't have your life figured out at 25." Thank you for like writing a book to let me know that it's okay not to have mine figured out either. And I feel like this one, the difference is um, I learned a lot writing the first one. And also this one's about the last five or so years of my life. So I feel like I was more emotionally connected to the stories. Not that I wasn't with the first one, but I think I was more like the stories are a little more raw and a little more real. And I was able to like write them knowing yeah. exactly it's hard to remember where you were coming from yeah, at fucking think, five years old for me, you know? yeah, i think everyone will be able to relate to a lot of it or some of it because it's not you i know, think men and women right oh for sure yeah you know, there's there's dating stories there's uh stories about how we had sex on our first date what yeah, yeah that's in there in case anyone's in there. curious still but, got the uh, ring didn't i hey, <laughs> hey, hey um but also you know, the story about like, your cat dying you know, you know, you'll you'll literally you'll, you'll you'll laugh and you'll cry, and I mean, it feels like that you'd really. Did really, you cry? Tell everybody. I cried a little bit during the cat thing. What about when my grandpa died? That was also. I think I cried that one more. I I was gonna say I feel like people and cry I, about animals more than they do. And I read real a, people in like a dingy Mexican bar, which is also. I sat there all day. First of all, just imagining you uh, reading a book at a dingy Mexican bar for some reason makes me really entertained. Yeah, no, it was fun. It was a good day. <laughs> And it was during the day. There's there just a lot of good stuff. I think people really feel like connected and close to you when they read it. And obviously, I'm not trying to be, this isn't what your listeners want, but I'm so proud of you for writing everything. And it's really amazing. So go pre-order it. Thanks, John. But yeah, you know. You want to be my publicist? I mean, I'm kind of, I mean, I don't have much football left in me. Yeah, so you really want so. me to be successful. Mama needs to bring home the bacon. <laughs> well, thank you. And yes, please do pre-order it. All the links to are on my website. And um, But okay, so we were talking about this SAE, the fraternity. And in just a minute, I'm going to ask anyone who's listening to call in about this. Um, hopefully some people are. Because we had a really interesting experience with this. Whereas, so like I was saying, if you don't know what it's about, these, these kids, fraternity kids, I don't know how old they are. Maybe they're 18. They could be 22. I have no idea. They're in college. It's all so they, they should know. mid-20s. Yeah. They, so they should know better. But they they have this terrible racist rant um, uh, and about no N-words being in, um, in their fraternity ever. And it's on the way to a party. And there's these two kids, like, leaning, like, leading it. Kids, I want to say. I shouldn't say kids. They're not fucking kids. They're in college and yeah. you need to know better. Yeah. Um, so there's two guys leading the chant that look like every fucking nightmare fraternity guy you can imagine. Like, they're so typical looking. And I don't mean that in a bad way against fraternity guys. There's plenty of good ones. And unfortunately, I knew a lot of guys that were in this particular fraternity, SAE, when I was in college, and they were good people. So I do know that now this particular fraternity is going to get a bad name because of these guys. Of course, but there's assholes in every bunch. And there were so... The the most disturbing thing was it was so clear 
This wasn't like they just learned it today. No. You know, like this was a chant that everyone knew the words to. It's been passed down. It's been passed down. It started, I don't know if it's exclusive to Oklahoma, but I did read today that someone said he was in SAE in, da- in Texas and it was uh, happening. I-, I could imagine it happens in every state for all I know. We don't know. Yeah. Um, and maybe they just think it's funny, but it's fu- I mean, we can hang him from a tree is literally one of the things that they were saying. And this day and age, there's no tolerance for it. But of course, there never should have been any tolerance for it. And of course, this is also a fraternity that's like affiliates itself with being like a confederate. Like there's so many things. But what I found very interesting this morning was we were just seeing it on the news in the airport. And um, we were sitting next to this woman who was probably in her 50s. Uh, I thought she was a little younger than that, but well, she was black, and you know, so it's hard to tell. Uh, see, see, there we go. That's just no, someone's I just, just can't gonna. Make any yeah, no, I can't. No, I'm just kidding. No, she was. I thought she was in her fifties, maybe it was for whatever it was. But she was this um, a woman that was. She was African American. She was watching the news, and I wasn't even. I didn't really notice her at first. And we were watching this story together, John and I, and I was like, God, this is fucking terrible. What is wrong with people? I hope these kids are expelled. I hope they, you know, can never go to school at this place again. But, you know, whatever. I hope it affects their career. But then she actually said, which was really interesting, especially because she is African-American. She said, um, you know, when we were growing up, nobody had cell phones and nobody. If you fucked up, your parents found out about it. They kicked your ass and it was over. Meaning they, you know, not yeah. literally kicked your ass, but I knew what she meant. And she was actually feeling sympathy for these kids because it was caught on video and recorded and, and put on Facebook. And now it's yeah. this big story. I think... And I thought that was really interesting because, you know, I like as, as a as a white person, like you feel I was enraged by it. Yeah. And then even more so going like, oh, God, I can't imagine how somebody like her feels seeing this and seeing that word on the news and seeing that they think people should be, quote unquote, hung from a tree. But she had such a very calm, interesting reaction but, yeah, to she it. She was very calm. But like when we were, we were watching TV and I just heard her say, uh, I didn't even really, I just knew someone was sitting over there. I just heard her say like... Uh, Forget about it. Move on. Let these—they're just kids. Something like that. And yeah. I, I thought, oh my god, how could this woman? And I looked up and I saw she wasn't African American woman, and it really kind of made you think twice. But I mean, I think it's—I think it's still absolutely disgusting. There's nothing that takes away from that. But well, it's just interesting because so they closed the chapter. They closed the fraternity. I keep saying chapter because that's the word I kept reading. I guess that's what they call it <laughs> in the fraternity world. But they closed it, and and I believe that. You know what sucks about that is, yes, there was a bus full of people. You could only see a couple of them. There's probably a handful of those people that were in that fraternity that now their fraternity's closed and they have to move out of the fraternity by, uh, I believe, the president said Tuesday at midnight. And they have zero racist feelings and would never support something like that. But then at the same time, there were plenty of voices chanting along with this like i i personally no matter what i'm in i mean just me but no matter what i'm involved in um and i've been around peer pressure someone tried to get me to do cocaine when i was 20 and i didn't i waited till i was 25 <laughs> but i you know i'm a good girl yeah but i mean like you can say you can not you can choose to not participate so um I'm I'm just curious. I'm actually I am curious what everyone thinks because I see a lot of people calling for them to be expelled completely. Um, I know the fraternity was shut down. If anyone is listening, our our call-in number is three two three two eight two seven four two four. Oh, we got a call. Oh, we got a call. Let's take it. Hello, what's your name? Where are you calling from? 
Hi, Sarah. It's Nana Judy. Hey, Nana Judy. How are you? I'm good, hon. That's a horrible thing that you saw. I did not, I've not had a TV for a while, so I don't know. I have to keep clicking on the internet to see things, and I miss a lot of stuff. But you need to get a TV, Nana Judy. Is, I mean, it's fucking, it's, oh, yeah. it, it's enough terrible. of this non-TV it's, business. It's like, let's just say it. We like to watch TV. It is horrible, but you know, what would, I mean, I get what the Native, or the um, African-American woman was saying. I mean, what if it was a bunch of redheads sitting in there saying the same thing? I mean, or saying it about a bunch of redheads. We single people out. It's like... I mean, if they said it about redheads, I just think it was funny. I I hate hate bigotry in this world, but you know, us gingers get picked on a lot, and nobody does anything about it, and... There's a lot of bad people that are white that get away with crap all the time. And does anybody do anything about it? Fuck, no, they don't. Well, no. Well, these kids were white, obviously. And so I totally get what you're saying. I would be appalled if my kids were on that bus. And I would be, you know, livid. How many of the kids actually participated in the chant with every kid yeah. that was on the bus. Well, that's the thing that well, that was the disturbing thing. But I get what you're saying, but I do, th- I, I mean, I know there's a, I, listen, bullying is bullying and bigotry is bigotry. I know that what you're saying, like John and I often discuss, like the fact that people be like, redheads don't have souls or this and that. But I don't think, in my heart, I don't believe that anyone's saying that as anything other than a joke. And I, I'm not saying it's not hurtful, especially to a kid with red hair that grows up feeling like bullied. And I do think kids are mean, so they probably mean it a little bit. But I think there is a bigger difference in, in using the, uh, the N-word and saying you should hang them from a tree. Like I, I think that Definitely. it's so much. It, it, and it's and it's come, and it, that comes from a real place of racism and hatred that I can't believe people still have. Um I I, I can't believe, yeah. In this day and age that we are still having the same problem that we've had for, you know, hundreds of years. Uh, And I totally get get what you're saying. And and I'm not an idiot. I never thought it was gone, you know. Um, But it is is jarring to see uh, these college kids who definitely know better. And And then there was another video released today. I saw a second one where one kid sees that it's being recorded and he kind of tries to stop oh, it. I didn't see that one. Um, and, uh, and I, you know, I, I, I don't know. Do I applaud the kid that, that decided to turn the video in, kind of? Yeah. Um, but at the same time, what that woman said, like, preys into my mind where I'm like, God, this kid is going to affect yeah. this kid for the rest of his life. But then again, should it? Maybe yeah, it should affect maybe him. Maybe it should, but the, who I feel bad for, not that I feel bad, but I feel bad. There's kids on that bus that were like, oh, fuck, here crazy Billy goes again with this stupid chant. And exactly. then and they're going to be and they're going to be roped yeah. in with him forever now. They're like, oh, you went, you were the SAE. His name's uh, not Billy. His name's William. Oh, they got his name? Or, no, I'm just telling you <laughs> that if for sure someone who talks like that's name is like William or Stephen. Yeah, no might, offense to other Williams or Stevens, but just I figure. Like, his face, just want to Billy slap sounds it. too fun. Yeah, they had know. his face blurred out, but you just know it's the kind of kid that you look at him and say, I want to slap you. When that was the other interesting You're thing cute. is like they didn't, they did have these faces pretty quickly. I don't think there's any uh, way that plenty of people who saw it didn't go, Oh, I know that. That's, yeah. you know, I'll give a new name. Exactly. It went exactly. right across campus in the hey, middle, you know. Be the redhead girl that had flat tits that everybody thought wore band aids. That was really fun. So, you know, 
No, I know. And there is, there's, there's, and you know what? I was, you know, even though I was a minority, we didn't even have any African American kids. The first time I went to Portland, Oregon and went to the Lloyd Center, I was like, my mouth was hanging open. You know, I think what one one of the the biggest differences is that, like, you you know, you're, you're, Sorry, but I think you're you're you know. dealing with this, and 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 of course, and if and I'm not saying that. Like, listen, I my last my last name used to get made fun of. I had a, I have a big nose that used to get made fun of. All those things hurt me, but I think that and and that it's is a significant thing. part because it's kids, you know. And when you are a kid, what? that stuff carries with you. But I think the more disturbing thing is there's not really a group of uh, 20-year-olds that are running around saying redheads should die. You know, I, I don't right. think. I mean, maybe I there are. I agree with you. And I thought when, and I don't mean to get political, but when President Obama was voted for his very first term, I cried because I was so happy because I, I thought too. a lot of this race, you know, hatred was going to finally go away. And... And here we're still seeing it at this day and age. I don't understand. I know. It's really sad. Well, thank you, Nana Judy, for calling in. And stay strong, Redhead. Stay strong. (laughs) (laughs) No, thank you very much for calling in. You, John, is a cutie pie. He is a cutie pie. Thank you. And I'll see you in the fall. Okay, bye. Bye Bye-bye. I never got made fun of once as a kid for being a Redhead. Well, I think you were, like, probably really big. And I think that makes the difference. We have another. Yeah, I would like to take this. Okay. Um, let's. We're going to take another call. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey guys, it's Justin from Quincy. How are you tonight? Hey Justin, how are you? I'm doing well. Well, this uh, is. A, I, I, sorry, are you, have you been listening tonight? Of course. Okay, cool. No, I know. I mean, you always do. Oh, Justin's the best. But just in case you weren't, I was. Gonna, you, I was going to tell you what we were talking about because I feel like. Um, it's probably why you called in, so I'm, I'm going to quit stepping on your call. But I just feel like this is going to be an interesting <laughs> because you go through your own thing by being gay and living in a small town, you know. So, right. uh, so okay. Well, and I mean, to be honest with you, it, it's ridiculous. It, it breaks my heart because honestly, I think what this video does more than anything is shows exactly where race relations in this country actually are. And, and to pick up what Nanny, uh, Nana Judy just was touching on, I think what a lot of people thought was the first time that we have an African-American president, oh, my gosh, he's going to cure racism, everything's great, this is America where we're 100% not racist anymore. What's sad is it's actually, in my opinion, the reverse. I think it's worse, having yeah. A black pres- yeah, having a black president has shown a lot of, not necessarily even blatant racism, just sub- like very submissive, very, very blatant uh, in the back of your head, racism. Almost like you wonder if if there's, a, and I'm just like I'm not just making this up right now, but maybe there's a little bit more honestly. And I'm not blaming President Obama by any means. Jesus Christ, I'm blaming the people who are <laughs> fucking racist. But I mean, it's almost like, oh no, we like we have a black. We have to stop this before more uh, black people get further ahead. You know, and we have a president. This is an outrage. Let's get more racist so it doesn't happen any worse you know because they're like taking right. over i mean it is it's really terrifying yeah, sometimes the the stuff that hits me even more is like that stuff that people will say and they don't even realize they're being racist it's like so deeply set in their head that they they, they don't think they're racist but they'll say something that's racist and they don't even realize it's racist i can't think of a great example but i you know worked with a lot of people from the south and I'm not saying that the south's racist but i know well, that no, some, of them, there, I mean, some of them grew up yeah it's a little bit more i'm sure it's a more of a problem there not not that it's not everywhere a but a grandparent or a, a 
parent say the N word like it was it was nothing, and then they're they they're not racist, but they everyone's gonna say something and be like, you know, that's kind of racist, right? And yeah, they, and they're almost like shocked by. Now, do you think Justin? So I, I'm curious what people think. Like, do people do you think um, these kids should be expelled from school? Or do you think it's enough that the fraternity itself is closed, and the, but these kids are allowed to still go to school? Because I don't know. Because obviously, um, they step on a legal line, and I, I read this today of, of like free speech. They can't really tell people what not to say. However, uh-huh. if they are creating a hostile environment, you can expel them. I, th- I believe legally. Um, something I'm paraphrasing, but I actually th- I actually think I got it right, which makes me sound super smart. But I read it on CNN.com because I follow them on Twitter. I'm so proud of you. Yeah, thank you. You know, I follow them, so and then you. sometimes <laughs> I follow a couple of uh, you know a Paris Hilton, and then a CNN to to offset it. Um, but what do you like? What, you know, I'm just curious, and you don't. I'm, I don't mean to put you on the spot if you don't want to say what you think, but I'm just curious. No, no, no. I, I. I... I think that if if one person on that bus is spewing the hatred that he he was, and granted it was more than just one person, and again you touched on it earlier, this wasn't just like a, oh my gosh, well Billy just started talking this way and everybody's shocked, so we're not going to say anything until it sets in. It's a culture that was maintained. I'm, I'm not saying that everybody agreed with it, but I, I didn't see in the video not a single person stand up and say, "Hey, you know what? What he's saying is kind of bullshit. We, we should not be saying this." No, instead if they just recorded it. Everybody to it in the way that they did. Hell yeah, shut them down and and expel them. Yeah, I know it's interesting because you know this whoever recorded it and and turned it over obviously wanted these people to get in trouble for it, and maybe that was their idea of like, you know, fuck you. Um, But believe me, a great fuck you. I mean, they succeeded. Uh, But at the same time, I don't know that that's where my mind would go. I think I would stand up and go, what the fuck? And I would either be like, stop this. I don't, I would, I definitely, I mean, I've I've definitely been in weird situations before. But there's no way I would sit on that bus the rest of the night. And, and not a single person stood up. No. Not a single one. No, a couple stood up to join in. Yeah. Maybe yeah. leaking the video was that one person's like F you to, yeah. to the whole situation. But I again I'll go back this is this is a really systemic issue within this country and as a gay guy in a small town, honestly I can say that homophobia is less of an issue in a small town in Illinois than, than racism. Racism is much worse than homophobia and it blows my mind to even say it. But racism here is, is more of an issue than than I've felt homophobia has been it's the fucking weirdest it is the weirdest thing i mean i'm gonna sound like an idiot but it's the weirdest thing to be like that guy's black therefore he's a bad person Mm -hmm. i can't wrap my i mean thank god i can't wrap my brain around it around it thank god i was raised way fucking better than that but Mm -hmm. holy shit it's so bizarre to me that you could stand up and even you know we've all made uh, off-color jokes here and there about certain things. I mean, everyone's guilty of something. You know, the Sony emails, people saying things. Like, people say shit all the time. But this was such a uh, off, like, such a direct example of just, like, complete emotional numbness and just, like, off-color. Right. Like, just awful. Just, like, that kid, there's something really fucking wrong with everyone that was Which, involved in that. But they learned it from someone else, too. Like, yeah. they probably learned that from another guy who was in another chapter of that fraternity somewhere else. And I know, in fact, I tweeted with someone today. Um, I don't recall his name right now just because I'm not going to look at my Twitter. But um, who said he was an SAE and that, 
you know, all they'd ever chanted about was drinking and, and fucking around. Like, he was like, this is so embarrassing and, and it sucks because I had, you know, black brothers in the fraternity and we let, you know, with this, he was like, this never crossed my path. But unfortunately, yeah. it did cross other people's path and now they're all going to have to deal with it, you know, and it sucks. Well, which for you, for you in particular, what's worse is, is something this blatant that shows like extreme in-your-face racism. Is that worse than what maybe, for example, the the Sony leak, the the emails between the the CEO of Sony and and people who worked for her, calling Obama names and, and race baiting within those emails. It's it's not as severe, not nearly as severe. No, it's video, it's, but but is that is that one in the same or is one worse than the other? Do you think? You know, I mean, if I was to sit here and try to be PC, I'd probably have to say they were one in the same. But to be honest, I, you know, they were they were making very um, they were making jokes that I feel like a lot of people have made. I'm not saying that I have. I'm I'm not saying it was fine, but they were making like, oh, he Obama probably loves a black movie. I'm to me that's a, a much less uh, of an issue because they just think they're saying it to their friend. They're not saying hang him from a tree. They're not saying don't, they're not saying ostracize him from a group. Again, I'm not saying it's okay, but this does seem more of a a mob mentality, harsh, uh, you know, kill kill the black people. Comes from such a place of hate. Yeah, whereas I feel like the other one was just like sort of ignorance and stupidity and being, and ignorance is across the board on on both of these situations, needless to say. But there is is a difference in how I feel um, seeing that, like, I mean, that, that's like a fucking, a lynch mob to me, you know, um, and yeah. it, and I know that they think they're being funny in their suits that don't fucking fit. By the way, <laughs> if you're gonna be in a fraternity and you think you're awesome and have a lot of money, get a fucking. You're wearing an ill-fitted suit and then chanting about black people. At least get your suit to fit. Uh, but they just seem like. Uh, it just seemed more, yeah, like a mob mentality, yeah. like a yeah. more a more venomous. Um, place that they were coming from. I could be wrong, and and everyone you know involved in the Sony emails could have a terrible uh, venomous mentality too. But I don't think so. I just think that um, you know I think they were trying to be funny in the sense of like you know a comedian making a joke about Girl Scouts being lazy little shits <laughs> and then getting in trouble. Um, whereas I feel like this these kids on the I mean this there's nothing. I don't know how you could be like this is hilarious. Let's joke about hanging black people from trees no. like it's 19 fucking yeah. 20 just so weird thank you justin oh, it, for calling I think you need to have we need we would, i think tonight on otr what you guys did is you opened up a conversation that i think that most of the nation really needs to start thinking about it's it's gone on for too long and i don't know how many examples of this kind of racism that we need to see until we start thinking holy shit maybe the way we're raising our kids is incorrect or the dialogue isn't the way that the dialogue needs to be so that kids who are in their 20s and in their developmental years are thinking this is acceptable. Yeah. So I, I think you guys are, are trailblazers, so congratulations. Thank you. Thanks, Justin. I'll call myself a trailblazer. It has nothing to do with Hell my yeah, vagina. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, Justin. Thanks, guys. Have a good night. You too. Um, you know what else was interesting about that is that, do we have another call? Let's take it because this is interesting. Uh, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, it's Mark from Chicago. Hey, Mark. How are you? I'm doing well. How are the two of you? Very good, nice. Mark. This is John. John Mark. This Mark, is Mark Ward, who is our one of our more intelligent callers as well. Not to say anyone else isn't, because they all are. <laughs> but, um, uh, Mark, what are you thinking? What's your thoughts on all this? 
Well, I'm thinking that the racism that is prevalent in this country is evident just in the fact of, for example, none of the Republican leadership showed up to Selma. I mean, yeah. you know, that to me sort of represents a large part of the constituency of this country, not to make it political, but I do think it is a representation of the attitudes of this country. Yeah, I think, you know, it's hard because you know that within every um, side of politics, whether it be Republican, Democratic, and, uh, you know, and uh, Democrats, and Independent, anything that you are, you know that within all of those, just like within every fraternity, there's good people that don't think this certain way. But unfortunately, it does seem on the Republican side that there seems to be a bigger issue with that Southern mentality yeah. or that mob mentality or Seems or something not mob mentality that makes him sound a little harsher than I probably should say but um, no I agree with you it, it, it you know not to say it doesn't take place on both sides but um, they're not doing us any favors by not doing things like showing up to you know like what you're saying well I, I do think that uh, in regards to your question about whether the students should be expelled or whether they should just be allowed to go back to school. I think what would be interesting is if they were required to sit down with people who have lost family members or who have been victims to true uh, violent racism to have the conversation about how that experience exhibited itself and affected people's real lives. Not sensitivity training or something where you're talking in the abstract, but where you're actually speaking to real people who have experienced the pain of these, you know, kinds of attitudes. Where, where you actually say, like, my, I actually had a relative that was fucking lynched or hung from a tree, because it's happened, obviously. And how right. would you feel if it happened to you? Um, it would be, that's an yeah. interesting... I think things like that should be in our curriculum from the fifth grade or something. If, if they had people come and talk to them that had been affected like that, then maybe you get rid of some of that early age racism they are getting from it at home or something like that. I know because I do. It's interesting because sometimes I, I know we always go to blame the family, blame the family. Yeah. They heard it somewhere. I, and, and I'm not saying that's not true, but I don't know. I don't want to for sure say that this person's parents thought that way. No. They could also be getting it from their peers, from other students, from the, the fraternity itself, because obviously this is a chance that's been handed down for years. Um, like, the, you know, I hate to go to like the but and it is the parents responsibility, but also you can just, you know, you can do everything you can. And then you, you can still have a kid that just doesn't fucking do the right. Yeah. I don't know. There can you no, can still have the off, you know, unfortunately, um, I'm saying that just in case one day I accidentally have a bad kid uh, and it would be an accident. But uh, <laughs> but I do. Yeah, I want you know, that's interesting. It would be great to see them have to do something like that. But I wonder in the meantime, you know, everyone's calling for heads, obviously, as as expected. And I don't blame anyone for feeling that way. And I wonder if these kids will be expelled because that's a big deal. That means for, you know, you have to try to get into another university if you say you're expelled from one for, you know, <laughs> saying something really fucking terrible um, and having it passed around. So this is something that's going to affect these kids for the rest of their lives, but it's also going to affect anyone. Um, you know, it's also been affecting people who are, who, you know, who have been, it's been affecting African-Americans for their entire life. So it's hard to say what they should do, but I think that's well, an I, interesting... I do think that 
that just ending with a punishment is a mistake because I think that all that does is continue to drive the racism yeah, and the hate, deeper right? into a closet. Yeah, and they'll just be more angry. Like, oh, you know, I, lo- I, I got kicked out of school because of fucking black people. Like, that would be their mindset. Mm-hmm. I mean, they wouldn't even they wouldn't say black people. Um, yeah. But th- unfortunately, you're right. That would be their mindset. It would just it would just drive more. You know, now the I'm sure. And I, but I, I'm sure there's many uh, people in that fraternity that are um, you know horrified and 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 it sucks for them because they had a brotherhood that they didn't realize maybe was you know this way. Um, and I'm sure some of them did, and I'm sure some of them, you know, uh, took part in it. And and then, so, good, fuck you. That The fraternity should be closed, for sure, because yeah, it's, it has to. T- you know, but um, but it is, it's an interesting thing to wonder about these kids and what's going to happen to them. And it's actually a wonder that we don't already know their names. Maybe we do my yeah, name. I, I just think that always with punishment in these types of situations, there should also be some kind of opportunity and path to... Um, repentance, I mean, to some sort of healing, but that has to be defined. And that's really an institutional problem because, uh, you know, these types of things show up in organizations and colleges, academic institutions, all sorts of places. And there needs to be some sort of institutionalized approach to these things so that they can do something that shows that they're actually serious about it. And it's not just you know, we're gonna cut you off at the knees, and that's it. Yeah, and it's 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 also interesting because, like, you know, they saw um, I saw a bunch of people today tweeting that they sent police protection to the fraternity while people moved out, yeah. and a lot of people were like, "Where's the? How about that fucking irony? The fact that white people are getting yeah. protected to be, you know, again." I understand at, 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 on one end of that where they need to be making sure that nothing worse happens um, and that's within their control to go, well, we'll go patrol the house, but not, you know, they're not trying to, I don't think, stop, but, you know. I but, feel like that's a sign of things to come if they're not expelled. I think these kids are going to have a terrible time on campus and I might not even be able to go to school with threats and just being completely yeah i mean so far the, the response has been like they had a peaceful protest and i and i always respect that and they should have a fucking protest and yeah. um you know i don't know i just feel like it's, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out and um hopefully just you know with no violence and the and the fact that they you know did a very peaceful protest today to say i don't fucking think so yeah. um i really respect and, and love and um but I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen to these kids. It's going to be interesting. It will indeed. Well, thank you all for taking my call. I appreciate it. Thank you, Mark. Good to talk to you. I'll see you in Chicago. Yes. I can't wait to meet you for real. Yeah, I know. I feel like we've met, but we haven't. So I'll be there too, Mark. Yeah, John. All right. It'll be nice to meet you too, John. All right. Way to plug your own appearance. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) uh, We have another. Oh, let's take another call because this is very interesting. Who? What's your name? Where are you calling from? Yeah, I know. I feel like we've met, but we haven't. So. Oh, that's. Yeah. Oh, so oh, turn your volume down so we can hear you. Okay. Oh, hello. 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 There we go. Who is this? Hi, Alejandra from Chicago. Hey, girl. We talked to you last weekend, right? Last week. Yeah. Yes, I thought so. Nice to hear from you again. How's it going? Do you have any thoughts on this? Um... Yes. Yes. I do. Okay. <laughs> let's hear it. Um, let's go. Well, first, I come from a country that you know it there's a lot of racism between us. And uh, now I come here and, you know, there's a lot more racism here. 
And I think that with this kid, especially, you know, well, they are not kids, but let's let's just say kids for now. Yeah. Um, the, the question is if they actually know and understand what they're saying, given that they are young and they haven't actually lived, you know, the history and maybe they don't really care. Unfortunately, it seems like they have um, learned it as this has been going for years yeah. for them to actually know the words. And I read today that, you know, they were kicked out, it was closed and all of that. But one of the kids say, you know, yeah, I have a place to go. So there's no actual punishment for them. Like, it doesn't matter for them because they are like, well, whatever. I have. They, they are not suffering the consequences of it. And I'm not saying, you know, to put them aside and, you know, Twitter and every social media to go after them. But I think that if they don't really understand what's going on and the length of how this can affect, because you can have your views, okay? Let's not pretend. Racism is alive and people are racist. Yeah. Like, this is a way to promote it. And that's wrong. Yeah. So if you are chanting it, they're making it seem like it's okay. Maybe they weren't going to go after anybody. But the fact that they are saying it and they are keeping it alive and out there for, you know, the sorority, sorority and the people that were going to come next year and all that, I think that was the biggest mistake. And now if they should be expelled or not, I think that instead of only thinking about them, you know, think about the kids that are actually going to that university and they are of color and they have to, you know, look around and see if the person next to me was the one in that bus. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, I read something today from a kid that goes to school there, and 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 he was he was like the fact that I walk among these people every day and they think this way about me, you know, yeah. and 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 that broke my heart, and I agree with you, and I think that's the that's where the crossroads is is like how do you punish these kids? I, I want to quit calling them kids because they are fucking adults; they're in college, you know. Um, uh. Th- like, how do you punish them? And and like you said, if you if you only close the the chapter of the fraternity, okay, well they don't have a fraternity anymore, but they're still going to school. They're still, and it is interesting because there is a thought of like, well, they should be expelled, and they have to know that you can't do this because they can't just go back to being like, well, whatever. I just went and slept on my friend's couch for a couple months, got my own place, and I'm back in school, and there's no consequences. And then how do the other kids that are the other people in college that are walking among them of color? feel safe and think this is you know because that's not whether or not it was meant to be funny in the in this fucking terrible people's minds or whatever it was it's still a very violent um thing to say regardless so it is i would i if i feel like i would be terrified if i was a woman and that shape that rant was about uh rape I wouldn't want to walk around campus the next day knowing those kids were there. So I would feel unsafe. And so I wouldn't blame anybody um, for feeling that way and feeling like these people have to be off campus and away from me. I don't know how you find every kid on that bus. I don't know how you get them to fess up to it. I know that there was a couple faces that were very clear. uh, you know, but the rest of the bus was sort of just hidden, and they basically had the ringleaders shown. And yeah, those two people are responsible, but who taught it to them? And who else joined in? And who thinks it's funny? And I don't know. I mean, it's, yeah. uh, but I agree with you. I think there has to be some sort of 
consequence so that they learn from it other other than just going, oh, and then it turns into even more racism because they feel like, oh, I got yeah. fucked over by saying something. There, there has to be a consequence, but as well as Mark, the previous caller. Yeah. There has to be some kind of, um, like, I don't know if you teach them or like you said, you have to show them that like what, what, why they did, why that was wrong. Yeah, you know, I mean, you know, sometimes you. I don't know how you don't know that's wrong. No, I mean, how no, do you I not know. fucking know? But, uh, I, I mean, you can plead ignorance all you want, but sometimes there's just hate, you yeah. know, and that, and there's no teaching that hates right or wrong. Some people are just that way. And I, I think that if you think about a university, you have to think that they sh- there, there should be specialists that are able to deal with this and try to address it and try to, you know, help them. Because I get the part of, you know, you have to punish them, but there has to be some sort of way to get from the punishment to try to help these kids understand that that is wrong. And I understand that you were talking about the woman that was next to you guys and saying, you know, they are kids and blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, if you don't expose it, how are you going to be able to get rid of it? Yeah. Unfortunately, these kids, you know, they are out there. I don't know their names. Nobody knows their name. Well, probably we should know eventually. But if you don't expose it and at 18, you know, how are you going to expect them to uh, at 30? And maybe they are still with this same mentality. So unfortunately, they, they were exposed. But you know, that's you just the thing you have to expose it. You just said something that actually struck a chord with me, like thinking about. When you're 18, if you kill someone, you're charged with a felon, right? You're not you're not um, charged as underage or a minor, and yeah. and and so these, you know, um, unless these kids are super smart like me, because I got in college when I was 17. <laughs> yeah, what? that's right. What? Uh, um Because yeah. I went to Arkansas and they let you in whenever. <laughs> but um, they, you know, it is interesting because I keep calling kids, but like if if you if they took a knife to someone and killed them, they'd be charged as an adult, you know, and so. Is this, did they take a knife to someone? No, but are they promoting violence and hate? Yeah, and are they encouraging? You know, the, these fraternities are so fucked up. Like, they do, I mean, some of them are good, I understand, but like, they do, they haze people and they convince them. So they like, they, you know, whoever these kids learn from, uh, the these guys learn from, they might have not felt that way until they got into this fraternity and they were like, oh, Joe over here, Thinks you know black yeah. people are terrible, so so do I because I want to fit in. Like it's almost it's, like a cult-like thing where these kids yeah. coming up, and then like that kid that could have been sent could have been a senior, and there could have been all the underclassmen that were just scared shitless to have to say anything to him. Yeah, so and he's just he's the ringleader, and and so they all of a sudden become thinking that way more, as well. They get more numb to that, and then by the time they get there, they're the ringleader. When four years ago they were like, that's wrong, and that's how racism becomes more powerful yeah. is by yeah. people like that. Um, well, thank you so much for calling. We appreciate it, and thank you, thank you thank for you very good points. Thank you. Um, I feel like oh, we have another call. This is a hot topic, you guys. We're gonna t- take another call. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hello. 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 Prank. Hello, sir. Oh, hey. Hello. Hi. What's your name? Uh, Richard Circle. Hello. Oh, if you can just turn down uh, the the background a little bit. Yeah, That's I just your... did. Okay, cool. Thank just you. Did. You're on with Sarah and John. What's what's going on? What are your thoughts tonight? Hey, my thoughts are about your new book. Oh, yeah, there we I go. like and that. The fact that you and John, you know, I want to get. I I sorry to take you off your your current path. No, that's okay. We've been. I, I, we've been I on it. I think that uh, 
you know, I, I appreciate where you're at with the current events, but I'd like to hear something about, you know, you and John and, and your, your book coming out and your tour. Thank you. And, uh, wow. This is my favorite call ever. Call. <laughs> well, let's, let's stop talking let's about talk racism about and talk about me. <laughs> yeah. Well. Okay. No, I no, I appreciate that, and you're right, and um, and yes, and I do. Lo- one thing I really love about this podcast, uh, and when Josh is here, obviously we do it too, is that we do cover. You know, it's hard to avoid things like this, especially when they're going on. I like to talk about them, but I also like to talk about fun stuff and have fun. And I do. I know we we got on that serious topic for a while. So yeah, let's fucking talk about me now. Yeah. Um, no, uh, you know, I appreciate you asking about that. The the book. I do. I did meet John halfway through writing the book. So, as I was writing it, um, it's very much about being in your 30s, having your professional life together somewhat, and then your personal life starts to fall apart, which I found happening to mine because I was traveling all the time. And I think anyone can relate. To, you don't have to be a comedian, or you don't have to be going to Toledo for your life to fall apart. But you can you can relate to it as if you're trying, and even maybe you're trying more to on your personal side, and then your business side falls apart. But I think as you get older and you're trying to figure out one aspect of your life, a lot of times you let the other one fall to the wayside. So I found that happening in mine, and I found myself traveling with my friends to try to go on vacation, just to ha- you know. But then it was harder and harder because they were either married or in relationships. So then I would have to like finagle a friend to be able to go away with me for a weekend just so I didn't have to go sadly alone to Mexico once again. Um, and then I, f- and then I, I went on a road trip with my mom to see Luke Bryan, which I ended up writing a whole chapter about that I thought was going to be the worst fucking night of my life because I was on a road trip with my mom to see Luke Bryan in Tulsa. And it turned out to be like actually something that pulled me out of my own depression um, I had to put my cat down as a single woman. Like that was a fucking nightmare. That's anybody can relate to having to, you know, put an animal down. Um, and then I met John halfway through, and it was really interesting for me to to finish the book in a different way than I expected. And I think something in that's cool because I think people can see, just like with my last book, even though maybe I didn't articulate it in in the best way. I think I did because people seem to respond to it. But I talked a lot about finding out what, you know, like being okay with figuring out your professional life, like figuring out what you're doing with your life, like in your 30s rather than like I I thought I had it figured out at 25, but I didn't. You know, I was trying and I was stumbling along the way. Thus the title, Life As I Blow It. And I think in this one, I figured out my personal life while I was writing it. And it's kind of a cool thing because it's like a happy ending and yeah. people can relate to it. And also it can give you like so many people I know, men and women, are like, fuck, well, I haven't met anyone. I haven't gotten married yet. We're all waiting later and later. And I'm from the South, so I was supposed to be married at you know 20 mm-hmm. um, and have two kids by 18. <laughs> so it's like... I think it's kind of cool for someone to read about, like, hey, I met someone at 38, you know? Yeah, and then when I was reading it, because I know other people are going to feel the same way, I related so much to so many of the things that happened, because I think that our journey to, like, through the book was almost, my life was very similar. I know I do completely something completely different, yet it's all so much the same. And I went through the same things with, you know, just, you know, things that you regret, but then at the same time, I look back now, and, you know, all those crappy things that I did kind of well it led us to each other so you, yeah. know, you can't be uh, it's like that song from Rascal, Rascal Flats. God bless the broken, broken road, road that led me straight to you. to you do you think we're both good singers? Fuck oh you. I think you're well okay <laughs> yeah. where do you live? 
Sherman Oaks. Oh, Sherman mm-hmm. Oaks. Oh, we're neighbors. What's up? You ever go to Granville in Studio City? You ever go to Rocco's? Oh, yeah. Rocco's, yeah, two for one happy hour? I'll be there every day from here now until the season starts. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Have, hey, have you guys had barbecue at uh, Barrel and Ash? No, but I've heard it's really good. Is it good? Yeah, it's excellent. For Chris Frangiola said yeah, it's good. Yeah, that's what he was saying. Yeah. Did you see Chris Frangiola there when you were there? Well, no, actually, I didn't see him there, but I, I think you guys are both great. I think Thank you're you. a great couple. Thank you. Thank and you. I wish you all the best, and I'm glad I was able to come and you know be able to spend some time with you on the radio. Thank you. Thanks right for calling up. in. Thanks for calling. This was an awesome call. Thank you. Call. All right. Take like care. That. Bye-bye. Not to say other calls weren't awesome. It was just fun. Um... So we're getting pretty late here. It's at seven, oh, it's 7.20 already. Oh, if you want to order the book that we just talked about, go to Amazon.com and pre-order it. Has yes. anyone seen my pants? All the links are on my website, SarahColona.com, and then there's Barnes & Noble. Um, this was really fun, John, to talk yeah. to you uh, and to like just to co-host with you and not really talk about us other than when the maid saw your butthole. She saw my entire butthole. Yeah. Yeah. Did a microscope. Entire. Wait, a microscope or a telescope? How do you see a butthole? A microscope would be like that scientific where they look under the lens. Mm, oh, what? Do I that. don't know what we're talking about. Now. I don't know. <laughs> Some, someone the other day tried, said they tried to tweet me and they tweeted butthole and it autocorrected to buttonhole. I'm like, that's even better. I'm going to start calling it a buttonhole. That, I like b-hole. I like buttonhole now. If we're choosing, what? Do you, Aaron, can you vote on this? Butthole, buttonhole, or b-hole? Behole, yeah, yeah behole wins, to, just like my say, songs win, so say, does my butthole. Oh, God. Wait. <laughs> um, I used to say asshole, and then when in Seattle they won't let me say that on the radio, so I just started saying butthole, and I just said it like all the time. Do you think you're fa- that like you're everyone's favorite guest in Seattle because you say things like? I think some people think I'm like awesome. I'd be like, fuck, get the get off the radio, you like perverted <laughs> asshole football player that no one want to hear you talk. Now you're talking about buttholes. Like, you're like a grown man that's saying grown, butthole yeah, all the yeah, time. Grown, uh, I think it's fantastic. I think it's hilarious talking about buttholes. Yeah. Um, uh, so I think we're going to wrap this up. I would like to thank everyone for calling in tonight and everyone for listening live and everyone that's listening um, not live. So really, I'm just thanking everybody. Uh, thanks for having me. Do you want to plug anything? Yeah. Uh, your butthole. Oh! <laughs> but you don't. So don't I don't. Don't talk, uh, don't talk dirty like that. I know. Your beehole. hole I meant. <laughs> Your Yeah. Um, I would like to plug that we're going to go home and watch The Bachelor tonight. Yeah, we are. That's- Team Whitney, what? Yeah, that's a straight uh, athlete <laughs> saying that, by the way. And yes, I will be, my book tour starts um, in New York, March 27th through the 29th at Gotham. And that's, my book comes out March 31st. Please pre-order. It does do a lot of good. And then all my tour dates after that from Dallas, Philly, Chicago, um, and on. I have many, Vegas. They're all on my website, sarahcolona.com. And we missed you tonight, Josh. Say yeah. Oh, yeah. We missed you. And Josh has his new show coming up on CMT, his talk show. I don't know the date yet, the air date, but he'll obviously let you guys know. Everyone should keep an eye out for it. And thanks to everyone for listening. Bye. Bye.